0: welcome to the conversation of money podcast this is the weekly show where we talk about all things money and finances and where we furnish you with information so that you can make the best financial decisions possible so if you want to be better with money you want to purchase your first home you want to learn about investing where to begin this is the podcast for you i'm your host peter comalafe i'm so thrilled to have you here so without further delay let's get into this week's show Hey guys, it's Pete and welcome back to another episode of the Conversational of Money podcast. Glad that you're here as always and this week is a completely different week because for the first time I am joined by a guest who is joining me from across the pond and it's the wonders of technology that allow us to do this, particularly with the coronavirus and everything that's going on right now. But for the last year or so on Instagram, many of you have been asking me about cryptocurrency. And as you know, I always like to make sure that I give information that is accurate, that is up to date. And cryptocurrency just isn't my it isn't my area of expertise. So what I thought I'd do is call in the help of an expert, a guy who has been around this stuff for a very, very long time, who knows what he's talking about, who knows what trends are all about. He is known as the digital currency guy. He's a well-known trader and cryptocurrency influencer and he's known for identifying trading and cryptocurrency trends before they happen. He's been trading for over 10 years and he's known for keeping trading simple and explaining it, making it simple for people to get into. So I'm really, really pleased to introduce him. His name is Jamar James. Jamal, welcome.
1: Oh, well, hey, thank you so much for having me.
0: It is a, uh, you
1: know, considering the, the time in the world you know, I'm, I'm so happy to be connected with you guys and, and, and with your audience. You know, this is going to be a uh, this going to be a great podcast, and I just wanted to you know appreciate you bringing me on.
0: Uh, no, man, it's a pleasure. Like I said, I I'm part of a community, and I started looking around for guests and stuff, and started looking at right who would I like to have come on, and the cryptocurrency expert was one of them, and you came up in the profiles, and I thought you would be perfect. And to be honest, I didn't think that it would be easy to get you onto the show so when i got the email back to say like yes he'll do it i was like oh my god straight like okay let's get this done so yeah man thank you for joining us
1: oh uh, yeah no it's it's a it's a pleasure i mean you know when when there's um you know someone is respected yourself in the finance world you know it's always good to um you know always try to make these calls happen and because um you know it's education and knowledge is power and so um you know to be able to exchange different um, you know perceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is that's something that I really value because that's how you grow.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, I guess the obvious question, and I so for me, I'm a financial advisor. I'm a qualified financial advisor. I don't advise currently, but that's been my forte. I've worked in finance, well, the right. financial services industry in the UK here for 15 years now, and I've worked across banking. I've worked across wealth management. I have advised clients before, and when we think about cryptocurrency and that whole concept of a decentralized currency that is away from central banks. Yes, it has grown in popularity over the last 10 years or so, but it's still not quite recognized as a viable asset. So I guess the, the best place for me to start would be to kind of just ask you the basic question like, what is cryptocurrency? How does it work? And how did you even get into this?
1: right okay no great great question and i think i like to start you know and give guys a a prefix of of what money is you know and money has historically been an exchange of value uh, and it's been controlled by a a centralized government so from the beginning of time money has been issued by whatever government is in power and so when we look at cryptocurrency i want to i want to keep things simple as a digital currency guy i want you to look at it as um, you know, if you went to Mexico, you would have a peso. If you went to Japan, you would have a yen. Uh, if you come to the United States, you had a dollar, um, you know, you go, you have the pound. You have different currencies from different countries. When you look at cryptocurrency, just consider it, and you look at Bitcoin, consider it a world currency that doesn't belong to any country. Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what makes it decentralized. All of our other currency in the world has been centralized based on who's in power. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now, as a as technology has evolved, this is the first time in history where you know mankind can pick up a phone, pick up a a, a you know go on the internet and actually have a video chat, exchange uh, things from anywhere, any person in the world. Even if you don't speak the same language, you can actually put on Google Translator and change and communicate. So we're living in a global economy uh, that now has a digital uh, currency that has a digital footprint in the world where it can be exchanged uh, from wallet to wallet so right now for you to change you know the uh we call it the fiat currency which is paper currency mm-hmm. or coins yeah you would need you need a bank account bank account to bank account you know it's no way for them to send it to you directly uh, unless you have a bank account which is a third party um cryptocurrency is by the people for the people Mm -hmm. And that means that anyone can download a wallet. Uh, You can be in England, you download a Bitcoin, uh, go to bitcoin.org, download a wallet. I download a a wallet at bitcoin.org. We go to an exchange. You take your currency, your paper, your pound. I take my dollar. I says, I want to exchange it for Bitcoin. We exchange it for Bitcoin. Now, I can send that Bitcoin uh, out of my wallet directly to your wallet with no third party involved. And so... When we go through an airport, anywhere in the world, they have a currency exchange in that airport. And that is designed so you can exchange your current currency, whether it could be uh, the yen and you're want to, and you in America now. You want to get the dollar. You go to that exchange and you exchange it mm. and you exchange it for the currency of where you're at. Well, now, since we have the Internet, you're going to an exchange like Coinbase, uh, exchange like uh, BitMEX. And you say, I-, I have these dollars. I want to get bitcoin i want to get cryptocurrency they exchange it for you and now they send it back to your wallet now you can go spend it anywhere in the world that anywhere anyone that has an internet connection so this is it actually is a direct competition with the banks because historically the banks make money off of your money now you can actually become your own bank
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that is yeah okay
0: and, and that makes sense it's particularly with the fact that, you know, we're living in a world now where 5G is going to be, is literally here and the internet of things, that is a, it's a huge leap forward for mankind in terms of technology and connectivity. One of the big, I guess, concerns that is always leveled from my side of the industry is, well, what about security? What about um, regulation? You need somebody to regulate this. And that as I understand, it goes against the whole point of
1: cryptocurrency. Right. Well, it goes, it goes, it goes uh, against the point of true economics. You know, true economics is supply and demand. Mm-hmm. Right. If there's a demand for it, then the supply is normally shrinking and the price goes up. Whereas, you know, if you look at the stock market in the last you know month, you know the the government has basically stopped and shut the stock market down when people want to sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now you have banks that are you know closing their doors or, or giving you limits of how much you can pull out of your money to try to protect the bank, yeah. not protect the people yeah, yeah. <laughs> so comes so when it comes to cryptocurrency, there's no one that can stop if everyone, if no one wanted it, they, everyone could just sell it and the price would drive down and it would be zero. Mm-hmm. but there is a true form that there's no one regulating to stop it. So when there's demand that's why the price rises up that's why the price went to 20,000 in 2017 because there's no regulator mm-hmm. there's no one that can stop it from from the demand mm-hmm. the demand goes up the price goes up uh the the demand drops the price goes down that is true economics and that is designed for the people by the people
0: and on you you've actually made a good segue into something else that is worthwhile just mentioning you mentioned the stock market there and the cryptocurrency, obviously, market as it, as it right. currently sits. And I think it's safe to say Bitcoin is a, is the is the king of the hill right now when it comes to cryptocurrencies, right? Right. So how do you compare the two, the stock market and cryptocurrency?
1: Right. Another excellent question. Um, you know, since Bitcoin has, you know, has been decentralized, Bitcoin has, you know, since 2009 has gone up in value over the last 10 years. Whereas, you know, in the last month, uh, in the stock market, we lost four years of gains in over two weeks. Mm -hmm. And so when they talk about the volatility, uh, the volatility of the stock market can be much more excessive and and there's bigger losses, uh, in cryptocurrency, there's always a demand for, you know, for the Bitcoin, Mm -hmm. because as long as there's an internet connection, there is a, um, opportunity but then also the volatility a lot of people um you know they kind of they say hey you know cryptocurrency is volatile um the thing is that if you're in a stock market you can be in dollars and you know you're getting charged uh, a fee every time you make a trade in cryptocurrency you can actually provide liquidity and your Bitcoin can actually earn money your cryptocurrency can earn money by just sitting uh, in your wallet and so that is a feature of Bitcoin which is called staking Ah, uh, just holding Bitcoin, you, your Bitcoin actually increases. Uh, so the big difference is they're both volatile. Uh, stock market uh, is volatile. Cryptocurrency is volatile. The thing is that you, in within two minutes, you can actually take your money out of Bitcoin and put it back into dollars, or instantly. Yeah. So when you hear news, you can actually move your money faster in Bitcoin to a safer place, whereas in a stock market, it opens and closes yeah and yeah a lot of news comes at, comes out after the market is closed yeah yeah trapping trapping regular investors yeah
0: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean that is a really, really good point because it's the ability to do things quickly, so just as the market was crashing, I saw the first signs of it, I disinvested a lot of my stuff, and I said to the guys like how quickly are you going to act on this? And it still took them three to four days to actually disinvest the money. And at that point, I think the market had fallen another 4% or something like that. And that is a real um, interesting point to make about cryptocurrency. The fact that you can do it almost instantaneously, as long as you have an internet connection available to you to make that exchange.
1: Right. And, and it's, and you can do it instantly. So as soon as the news come out 24 hours a day, seven days a week, There's no news that can come out on Saturday and you have to wait till Monday to make a move. Uh, You can actually move your money to safety right away. Uh, Also, there's no third party to go through to actually take your money with you somewhere. Whereas in the stock market, you know, the broker, you know, a regulated broker will, you know, have to be able to send it to a regulated bank. And then you would have to go pick it up out of a regulated bank or get a wire transfer. Mm-hmm. So if you lose if you lose access to banking, you lose access to your funds. Yeah. Whereas in cryptocurrency, you never lose access to your funds.
0: And you mentioned something earlier called staking, which I think you, in my mind, I believe that to be you can buy bit, uh, cryptocurrency or Bitcoin at a certain value, and because obviously it's going up in value, your money makes money. The the Bitcoin makes money for you. Is that right?
1: Um. It, it's actually. Yes, it's, it's, it's to a point, it's right, but it's actually a more like um, where you hold your money. Like, so right now, if you have your money in your wallet, um, there's a reward system. And so holding like dollars in your bank, you're supposed to get interest. Well, staking is if you are hold- if you buy a certain amount of a certain coin, like Tezo, XCZ, you can buy it on Coinbase, they'll give you 3 to 4% for holding a certain amount. So every month you'll make money by holding uh, a coin because they're trying to, uh, you're providing liquidity to the users that want to buy it. And so they call that, you know, earning interest on your cryptocurrency by staking it.
0: And what are those rates right now?
1: Uh, so they vary from 3 to 10% a month. Oh, wow.
0: Okay. So in, <laughs> when you put that into context, so I know that the Fed reduced rates in America um, recently. I can't remember right. where, it, where it is for you guys. Is it
1: 0.75?
0: 0%. Zero, oh, 0% <laughs> for you guys. Over here, it's right. 0.1% over here. And okay. as a result of that, what we're finding is if you hold money in a bank account, clearly you're getting no interest whatsoever. Whereas the flip side to this is you holding Bitcoin, you get, well, anywhere between 3 to 10% in interest.
1: Yeah, you hold a stable coin, like a DAI or Tether. So Bitcoin is, you know, the price constantly moves. But there's things called stable coin, which is pegged to the US dollar that doesn't doesn't have any... Um, they have stability and it doesn't move in price. Okay. And so those are the, the safety features that you have. So when people say that bitcoin is volatile bitcoin is but virtual currency isn't you know digital currency there is stable coins and that's that's why they're stable because they don't move in value
0: oh okay i did i did not know that as right as a, a there's a different kind of coin in there so again when you, this is why i say it's not my it's not my area of expertise so this is why it's worthwhile speaking to you because this is all this is all very very new to me as someone who's looked at right. bitcoin and knowing that it's there, but not really understanding
1: how things work. Well, it shows how progressive you are because a lot of people reject the idea or even learning. And that's where I think that's the biggest obstacle. So, I mean, I I wanna applaud you for even bringing me on to actually learn and and learn more about it because a lot of, I think a lot of people, uh, they have a closed mind to what's out there and then they always are, are trying to catch up. And so it shows how progressive you are by even, uh, you know, there's not a lot of financial advisors out there that is going to advise on something they know or even be open to hearing something new. Mm. And that's why a lot of guys just sit in the market when their accounts are going down because their are the guys aren't progressive. Yeah. But it shows how progressive you are by even bringing a crypto guy on to a financial uh, <laughs> format. <laughs> yeah,
0: man. Thank you, bro. Which, and this right. kind of leads on to kind of like the next question, really, which is the obvious one. Can cryptocurrency actually create wealth in today's age of new technology and
1: everything? Right, so I just, I just wanna tell you, a hundred percent You know, blockchain and cryptocurrency has uh, created more millionaires in the last five years than any other industry out there. So um, there's there's guys that are walking around with millions, hundreds of millions uh, of cryptocurrency, but the most important aspect is This is like investing in the Internet when it first started. You know, there is a small percent of the population. There's so many economies that are spurring for cryptocurrency and Bitcoin by actually even knowing uh, about the blockchain technology and cryptocurrencies. For instance, you know, the education, I feel like that anyone that knows about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin now, they're going to be the bank tellers of the future. Um, You know, there's a reason why Stanford, MIT, Harvard, they all have blockchain and cryptocurrency. Uh, classes now Mm -hmm. because this is part of the future that the the, the feds are going towards a digital dollar format. Uh, So outside of just learning about Bitcoin, the whole entire industry creates opportunity. The financial advisors that embrace smart contracts and and realize that, hey, there is a alternative way, even though that their broker will not allow them to sell it. Having the education Mm. gives you, gives everyone an edge because this is, this is the future. Uh, we we are going to a cashless society, and I think we're pretty close to it right now. And this lockdown, this uh, shelter in, in place, shows the value of being able to get your, your funds directly sent to you and being able to do e-commerce or commerce all around the world from your home. Mm-hmm. And so this is in line with uh, becoming your own bank, owning your own uh, financial independence, and um, – you know, I think financial advisors, since you have um, a conduit to the people, you know, you're going to become more and more valuable as, you know, people are educated because they, they need to know that, hey, if your banks are giving you zero percent, what's the alternative? And Absolutely. that education is very important.
0: Absolutely. And so this is <clears throat> another question. So I've done, a, I've done limited reading on, on cryptocurrency in the past. And one um, currency that stuck out to me was a currency called XRP. And right. they it's, it's been created by a company called Ripple and their whole idea, and this is why I liked it, was because they are trying to change the way banks send money across borders. So if you right. wanted to send money bank to bank, it's got to go through the IBAN system, which is just, it's an absolute mess, it's an archaic system. And they created right. their cryptocurrency and their systems in place with all the different kind of kind of cryptocurrencies that are out there at the moment do you see there being one in particular which that is pretty much the future aside from the obvious conversation of bitcoin right so
1: outside of store of use uh you know i am i have a background in computer science uh and technology and and really you know ethereum is a cryptocurrency that has a development platform, you know, it's a development platform that's to the blockchain. And right now you can invest in the assets, which are cryptocurrency, or you can invest in the technology, uh, which is the blockchain. Mm-hmm. And and Ethereum is a, a a technology that is being built on a blockchain that uh, it, it's really, they have a head start on everyone else because they have developers that's adapted it. They have the largest uh, community and it's one of the second, uh, second and third largest by market cap. Whereas Ripple, you know, is created for the banks to be able to transmit, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, bank to bank. Yeah. Uh, But it's still centralized. Mm -hmm. Whereas Ethereum, you know, it's decentralized. Anyone can come, they can learn it, they can develop. So it's a difference between having an Apple and having an Android, Mm -hmm. you know, um, that's, you know, Ripple. They have a culture and they have a real strong following but it's locked down, it's centralized. Whereas Ethereum, it's open, it's like Android. Anyone can develop an app and you'll see more innovation come from uh, the future uh, using the Ethereum token and the Ethereum platforms. A lot of the gaming, uh, a lot of the real use day-to-day applications are on an Ethereum platform.
0: Okay. So one of the things that you do is you have this platform which allows people to basically trade uh, cryptocurrency. So how does that work? Talk me through that.
1: OK, so I actually have a mastermind, which is really a mastermind that is, a, is any alliance of people who share similar uh, ideas and strategies and thoughts and vision. And so uh, inside this group, we have an education, um, education aspect. We have a money making aspect, which is normally uh, through trading. Uh, we have uh, coaching and classes, a, a community of different guys that are in different expertise, cybersecurity, um um, you know, trading uh, automation. You know, all this is, is within our platform. And then I have a platform where it's like, you know, we have an AI robot that actually can do trading for you, or you can do manual trades using the software to basically place your trades. Mm-hmm. And so I teach people, you know, from the start. Normally, the guys are successful business owners. They don't have a lot of time, uh, and and they want to be around an environment that is, uh, for one, we're generating income remotely. Mm-hmm. Uh, two. Um, you know, you have protection because things change so fast that you want to have numbers. You don't want to take your information from one source when things are changing. Yeah. So having a community uh, to operate out of, that is a real value of a mastermind. It it gives you a comfort protection and security and also expertise from a collection of individuals. Mm -hmm. And so uh, my mastermind, I have guys in London, Australia, the Thailand, you know, United States, South America, you know, we're from all over the world and we're all remote and making income remotely through trading cryptocurrency, adapting technology, or even working in the industry. So I I have financial advisors that are in the group to actually learn.
0: And so here's a question for you, because I think I already know the answer to this, but I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear it from you. What have you found to be the response from financial advisors on cryptocurrency? Because I know what a lot of right. the guys that I talk to all think about okay. it. What's been well, your experience?
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, so so to be honest, I applaud you. Uh, most of the guys are, uh, I mean, if I can be blunt, most of the guys are arrogant. Uh, they they feel that you know they have a license and they're secure and they don't. Uh, they move it the crowd, so they all they all think similarly as far as we're up here. We know we're advisor. Uh, we tell people what to do with their money, and they're missing out on a boat. So a lot of times, I see them as uh, not wanting to learn, but wanting to try to capture you in a question that's like an aha moment. Okay, I knew it wasn't <laughs> there, 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 was, there. was something that was that was wrong with it, and it's like no, it's not. You know, the, I mean you know it's a direct i think it's a direct hit to their ego because they went to school and they learned about finance but there's a new finance here mm-hmm. it's like telling an economic a uh, economist that here something's going to replace the dollar he studied his whole career he studied his whole life he went through 20 years of you know learning about the economy and now it changes overnight they don't want to accept it
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so th- there's a pushback from the industry that you know, this is a safe—you don't want to do anything risky. You want to be in a safer vehicle. The stock market will always be here. Even when it's dropping, you know, there's no there's no answers for their clients a lot of times. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, keep your money in because we get—you know, there's there's not a lot of answers. But for progressive financial advisors, they're using it to say, hey, here's a, a, a way you can generate income, but then also look at my other fixed products here. And so you can have a balanced— Uh, a diversified portfolio because what happens is with financial advisors they don't listen until their clients force them to listen so until their high net worth individual clients come in and says hey i want to buy cryptocurrency i need to buy it i don't care what you say or i'm gonna find someone else then that's when you see the financial advisors actually open up to learning more about cryptocurrency
0: i think i would absolutely agree with that and i think some of the some of the issues that we face as financial advisors is that we don't have any regulatory guidance at the moment around cryptocurrencies and sitting below that, that regulatory guidance is the fact that whenever a financial advisor goes to see a client, there is a compliance framework that says you have to do X, Y, Z to be within a suitable advice sort of rating. And you're right, a lot of the times, unless a client says, this is what I want to do, because they've, they've, they've done some research and they've, they've done some reading, the financial advisor is very, very, very unlikely to be like, well, this is definitely an option for you. It's not something at the moment that currently gets put in front of any client. I mean, I've worked for big um, investment houses, investment managers, and they, they look at cryptocurrency, and they think, well, yes, it's performed extremely well over a period of time. However, none of them are willing to put their money into one specifically because it's deemed as volatile, even though the stock market's quite volatile, <laughs> um, which is kind of like counterintuitive to a certain extent. But also, I think where they see the real opportunities to be is in blockchain. But I don't think there's one of them yet that's brave enough to put money into that technology.
1: Right. Well, 95 percent of the banks in the world have already invested in, in blockchain technology. So I don't think the I don't think the firms are worried about the the blockchain. I think they're, you know, unfortunately, and this is, a, you know, this is a capitalist society. It's like how do they make money off of crypto Absolutely. is what they're trying to figure out, yep. right?
0: Yeah.
1: They know how to make money off the traditional mm-hmm. uh, vehicles, but how do they how do they make money off of crypto?
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That is the question. Yeah. So for you, then, in terms of trading the Bitcoin, and you did kind of allude to this a little bit early on, but I just wanted to be a little bit clear for people who may be listening to this who are interested in cryptocurrency, but don't really know where to begin. You talk about, you know, if you look at the stock market, you buy the stock market and you buy a basket of companies. So let's just say the FTSE 100, for example, and the fundamentals behind those companies is are essentially what you're buying that inform the stock prices. Right how does it work with with bit uh, with bitcoin and cryptocurrencies is it purely based on sentiment or or are there other fundamental factors that sit behind what a bitcoin is worth at any given time
1: right and so this is a i mean that's a great question and you know i i want i want to change the perception because fundamentals are changing mm-hmm. so you know even for the stock market you know the traditional fundamentals and the p ls and the earnings things are changing in the stock market and i think you know, unfortunately, people out there don't realize it is that, you know, today we had job numbers come out uh, in America and the unemployment claims shot 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 through the roof and the stock market still went up. And yeah. So fundamentally, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So fu- fundamentally, you know, things are changing. And I think it's sentiment uh, based. Most quantum funds and hedge funds now are trading using social media, using sentiment, using news. So the fundamentals actually of trading all markets globally has changed. For cryptocurrency, you're not investing in the traditional fundamentals. You're, you're investing in the uh, future potential. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of these cryptocurrencies are almost like penny stocks. Mm-hmm. You know, so A lot of them aren't going to be around, uh, to be truthful, to be honest. Uh, a lot of them are going to – because these are guys that are creating this great technology – but they never ran a community or never ran a business. And so if you can't get the people's attention to use your product or use your cryptocurrency, it has no value mm-hmm. or it, the value decreases. But as more people adapt, like the Ethereum or they know about Ripple, you know the value increases. And so you're actually investing in a speculative vehicle for the future use. And that is why most people invest in Bitcoin because it has the brand, it has the most amount of users. It's 60% of the market. It is just strongest cryptocurrency, and you're like investing in a stock market or the internet. Uh, you invest in the stock market in the 1800s, and it's like, well, if you get in early, you know, it's only going to grow. It's going to increase by more people accepting it.
0: Yeah. So you you did kind of mention this earlier, and you just said something there that kind of cued me back to what you said there before in terms of getting people to use their cryptocurrency. So you mentioned a couple of applications before with gamers and all that kind of stuff how right. how does how do explain that to me how does it actually work for those kind of applications right
1: so you know take your starbucks i mean you know starbucks is global and they offer a reward system right you mm-hmm. go into starbucks you have a starbucks reward loyalty program and they issue you points mm-hmm. well in the future are in currently you know in gaming and uh, different vehicles like if you do online poker you know they'll issue they'll say hey you got to buy in with bitcoin and then you can cash it out with bitcoin uh, in gaming they issue you tokens so a certain like um decentralized land um you know different gaming coins out there they'll give you the coins for playing their games and so now you're you're actually earning instead of rewards and loyalty points you're earning actually tokens mm-hmm. that's gonna that's increasing in value as that game is being played um so the future of you know for older people i tell them like hey you know this is the difference between like your, your grandpa and your grandma that, that was writing checks mm-hmm. and then you that it has a mobile phone and you're sending money through zale eventually the old people die off <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> yeah you know and they stop using checks and now everyone is using zale and paypal and Vimo mm-hmm. and cash app and so you know the gamers you know the gamers the kids they're learning to have a digital wallet. They're learning to have. They have Google Pay. They have uh, uh was that Apple Apple Wallet? Mm-hmm. You know, they they're they're learning that hey, my wallet is on my phone. And so, in the next 20 years, the old older people that use ATMs and use, um, you know, checks, you know, they're gonna be obsolete. Mm-hmm. Even the uh, with the 5G implementation, I think it's there so you can actually get face recognition and your money your wallet will be attached to your face mm. Mm. you know and that is what 5g is about so like this traditional money is changing but people still have their old views and they don't realize it's you know we're not living in the future we are the future right now
0: mm. so obviously there's bitcoin you mentioned ethereum are there any other coins right now that are that you think are you know worth people looking at or ones that you look at <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a real big supporter of Bitcoin Cash, was uh, uh, which is XEZ, mm-hmm. uh, also Chainlink, mm-hmm. uh, which is LINK. Those are probably my top five: uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, Tizo, and Chainlink.
0: This has been really informative for me. Um, just <laughs> having looked at Bitcoin and and cryptocurrencies at the very very surface of things. If you're a if you've got a a brand new like beginner in front of you completely like clueless doesn't know what's going on what would be the first things that you would tell him in the first five minutes you have with
1: him like first thing you can do is not do it alone join a community join a cryptocurrency community where you can have other experienced guys lead you do not try to look on the internet do not try to go google your google university or youtube join a community of people that you really can talk to that can walk you through Uh, What's happening? And then, uh, you know, do your own research after you're within a community because, you know, there's there's such a a fast paced moving that the things you study today, they may be you may not know that you're studying something two years ago Mm -hmm. where technology has been changed. Mm -hmm. So the first step is join digital currency guy, join a community that's out there that you can at least have protection that you, you get your information from. 10 sources, 20 sources instead of just one. Yeah. Because you have to verify your your information in this day of misinformation. Your first 30 days is the hardest. After your first 30 days and you've been indoctrinated and you've been introduced to, you know, what you really should know about cryptocurrency, then everything becomes clear. So, you don't want to try to you don't want to try to figure it out on your own. You want to join a any community. You can go to meetup.com, any community that says, "Hey, we're doing a crypto meetup." Uh, we have a uh, uh, event bright you just want to be in the room with other guys so you can verify the information with multiple people
0: Excellent. thanks and so how did you get into this because i know you've been you've been doing this for 10 years how did this right. start for you
1: so i was i was um i was a trader trading for prop firms and hedge funds uh you know i i did get you know series uh six and seven uh 56 license uh mm-hmm. back when i was younger um, and so I was actually trading professionally, you know, futures and ETFs. And around 2015, I seen a lot of the guys that, you know, we trade. And so they said, oh, you know what? we trade trading Bitcoin. And they would do that on their, on their, you know, a couple of the traders were doing that on their spare time. You know, that was their hobby, trading mm-hmm. this cryptocurrency, this virtual money. And the first month that I tried it, you know, it was actually a lot easier to trade. There was more transparency. And it actually moved more than the regular market. And I realized I was able to make, you know, 100% profits within two months. Mm. And that kind of hooked me where it's like, well, why am I spending time, you know, trading this market for 2 3% a day? When over here, if I actually embrace this, I'm making 10 20%. So it was initially just about money. But then when I got involved with a community, I realized the freedom. I realized the independence, the uh, ability to own your own bank. You know what happened? If you know, actually, I got IRS audited. I, um, you know, I got IRS uh, audited in 2015, and I thought, like, well, man, <laughs> if they freeze, if they freeze my accounts. What am I gonna do? You know? Yeah. You know, and that and that was another idea that I looked at cryptocurrency is, uh, you know, based on, man, they could they could actually they could actually freeze all my funds. I could, you know, of course, you get you always get nervous or scared when the IRS uh-huh. sends you a letter, uh-huh. and so that that was really a motivation because we we traced. We trade. So they're like, well, we don't know how much money you're making because you're trading. And I had a foreign uh, broker account. And so then they were like, uh, you know, they basically uh, did a request of my accounts, my statements, and they had so much power that I was like, I want some of that power back. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, and cryptocurrency and Bitcoin was like, well, you know, now I own it and no one can take it from me. Yeah. They have to come, they have to come talk to me without, you know, they can freeze my account, but now I still have a way to,
0: to access uh, spend money.
1: Yeah. Right, right, right. And so that was a, a real big motivation as well as the amount of growth and volatility I was in crypto.
0: And did, did you find the, the, the move from trading futures and ETFs to cryptocurrency pretty easy for you? Um, I felt it,
1: I mean, I felt it was after, like I said, after the first month of just understanding that, hey, here's a wallet, here's the security. Yes, I did feel it was a lot easier.
0: So how do the listeners connect with you?
1: Uh, so right now, hey, Uh That's how you get on my calendar. But I'm really on Facebook. Uh, you search Digital Currency Guy or you search Jamar James. Um, if you go to digitalcurrencyguy.com, uh, it will take you to my website. And you can actually schedule a call with me. Uh, you can ask me a question on the website. Is really uh, responsive. And so anything you want to know about crypto, I have a free uh, cryptocurrency course. It's called the uh, Seven Day Challenge. And you go to digitalcurrencyguide.com forward slash Facebook, and it takes you to a free course where basically it's there to just help you get educated on the cryptocurrency environment.
0: Fantastic. Jamal, look, this has been a really interesting and uh, insightful conversation for me, <laughs> um... I'm actually, I'll be on to you actually to, to learn a little bit more about this because I know that it is something. And I have I have read about these things for probably the last three to four months. So this is something that I need to have a look at most definitely on my side. I think there's an opportunity here in the UK um, because of all the things that I mentioned before where this isn't put on the table for a lot of clients and for a lot of younger people who I target between the ages of 25 and 45, this is oh, yeah. really something that needs to be... Um, kind of taught and brought to the forefront a little bit more because the world is moving. The world is, 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 is improving and developing.
1: That's right. right 100%. You know, I, I think that that can be, you know, the best service for a person that's 25 to 44 is to, you know, really be involved right now because this is, you have such a huge upside. Your kids, you know, if you have kids and you're a, a, a dad or, or a parent, I mean, that was also another motivation for me to get involved is, to be able to leave my daughter's, you know, something directly from me that it didn't have to go through a third party that they, they would have it.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank so. you. Jim. Thank you so much for joining us, man. I really do appreciate you coming on and uh, spending you know, time with me on this and uh, hopefully we can do this again at some point.
1: Oh, yeah. Awesome, man. I, I would love to have you on, um, you know, my platform as well. I have over 28,000 traders in a Facebook group. Well, that would be amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I would love to get you in front of those guys as well. So uh, let's say uh, this this is a beautiful world that we can all connect from such a you know
0: distance, but still be here together. Amazing, man. Thank you, Jamal. Thank you so much. All right, Guys, this is another episode of the Conversation of Money podcast. I hope you found that insightful, as insightful as I did, because let's face it this is 2020 and the coronavirus has brought a lot of things to light in terms of the world is going to change going forward we're not going to be operating on that same operating model anymore things will change you know, five years here the world is much larger than we know and um, this is going to be another step forward, a step forward for a lot of people financially so I really hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for joining in. Again, if you do feel the need to support the podcast, there will be a link in the description box. Please do check that out. But guys, thank you for dialing in. I will speak to you again next Monday.